Welcome, ACL Nation. This is episode two of Bagging and Bragging. We have done it, Mish. You're successful. <laughs> oh, and we even have the sound effects ready. Yeah, yeah Let's we're going to work on that drum, uh, drum roll from last week. But welcome back, guys. <laughs> this is episode number two. We're going to start things off with just kind of a random segment about what we got going on. And then we'll go into the uh, bragging segment. We have a special guest later on today. We're going to be joined by Nico Morales. He is on the Chicago squad. They'll be going into the team's draft in Myrtle Beach next week. And then after that, we got more clips coming from open number two in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago that that open happened. <laughs> that <laughs> open, so yes. <laughs> yes. Episode one for us, man, time is flying by me. <laughs> now, that, now that I'm working on the uh, ACL Live, we did ACL Live yesterday with Bernie, and then we have our own show now. It seems just like I'm running out of minutes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Got the insomnia one. kicking in. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Are you thinking about clips at 2 a.m.? <laughs> I'm thinking about everything I have to do. Clips. I'm thinking like, okay, I don't want to miss my flight. I'm already worried about my flight. For Myrtle it's, Beach? Yeah. It's 6 a.m. <laughs> December 26th or December 27th, and I'm worried about it. Like, I'm going to miss my flight. My flight's flight. also 6 a.m., by the way, uh, December yeah. 28th. We come the next day. Yeah, there's there's uh, not too many choices around that time of year, but uh, I, I'm just happy to get out there a day early. Otherwise, I think it was like flying out at like 1030 at night and getting the red eye and then a four hour layover. So I said, no, no I, thanks. Got a, I got a two hour and 57 minute layover and I'm, I'm not Where? happy about that. Uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, OK. Never been to D.C. Maybe I'll take a little tour real quick. I don't think you want to leave the airport. That seems <laughs> no. risky. I, I mean, but you're I, afraid I, about missing your flight in the first place. Let's not push it. Yeah, I also don't want to sleep in the airport though because I'm I'm afraid I'll miss my connecting flight and just be stuck there. Oh my goodness! Do you have a yeah. like an Apple Watch or one of those kinds of watches? No, I did download um, a few episodes from Amazon Prime on the on the big home tablet that I got. You know, so. Hopefully I can keep myself entertained in the airport without falling asleep. But yeah, insomnia is definitely kicking in, staying awake and getting stuff done. Now, my but, favorite thing is to use as that reminder thing on like my iPhone where I, every time I think of something, I just put it in there with a date and time so that it, it will remind me in the morning as opposed to, you know, midnight when I don't want to be doing and thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm doing that on my calendar right now, and I have uh, I finished 75 hard last year, and I think I might need to do it again. Pounds are starting to add on. But the thing I did with 75 hard is I would always make sure I had at least three things to do every single day. They're the critical tasks that help me move forward in my life. So I would always put three things down, and then whenever those, that day is filled, i go to the next day. Three things the next day, three things the next day. The only problem is like some of the things are time-sensitive, so... Um, unfortunately, some of the K9 t-shirts and K9 jerseys that were ordered, they're not going to be in by Christmas now. So I feel mm. like I've let some people down in that regard, but I need to send out the emails and tell them, Hey, you know, they're, they're not coming in for Christmas. I apologize. I'll try and make it up for you down the road. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, there's just so much going on in a week now that it's exciting. It's all new. It's all different, but it's a lot. So I have like a, an addiction to efficiency. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to, to talk about it, but like I get an insane amount done in a, in very small periods of time. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's actually bad because 
Like if I were to act, actually tune into my body when I work, just like yesterday I was working all day. If I actually like dropped into my body, it would be like, like chaos. Like, <clears throat> like I picture just everyone like, ah, like everyone run and do everything all at the same time. And it's so unnecessary because most of what I'm doing, not time sensitive, not yeah. time sensitive, no reason to like, feel like I have to fit it all in, in a 20 minute period of time. So I wish I could kind of stretch out a little bit and just be like, it's fine. You don't have to do. You ever so watch much. Rick and Morty? No. Okay, so like Rick and Morty, basically Rick, he's like this genius. He he has this ability to travel to different planets and dimensions, and there's like millions of different versions of Rick. You know what I mean? Because there's one okay. from every dimension, and he argues with himself all the time. He's he's like I'm the I'm the superior Rick over all these other Ricks, and you know what I mean he demeans them and all this type of stuff. I feel like my head has a thousand different versions of Wally inside of it. And like <laughs> there's one version of Wally that's just like superior in there, but he just doesn't care right now. He's just chill. Yeah, <laughs> I need a chill. I need a chill Mish yeah. in my head. <laughs> I need Gosh, one of those. That would really, really help. But uh in you know, we do need to take a little break. So we will yeah. uh take a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back, we're gonna do some bragging and uh, get some more stuff for you in just a minute. are back and wally it is time to be bragging i'm gonna say we be bragging didn't really work the way i wanted it to <laughs> hey, you know we'll what work I on mean. that too we'll work on that too we got, <clears throat> yeah we got plenty of time we're here all season <laughs> we're here all season well we hope yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> after after our pilot episode denied <laughs> right yeah we're gonna go a different route here <laughs> we're just gonna show reclips of people spinning bags on their fingers <laughs> Yeah, well, ACL Cornhole TV is really nice. That is something to brag about. Cornhole 24-7, not too shabby. I enjoy yeah. it. Um, but you no, said, in uh, you got some skills last Friday. Yeah, I'm huh? so excited because, you know, I was sick for a while. And so I missed my own league night that we run. And then we couldn't run it the next week because the casino booked a holiday party. So I went two weeks without playing. And then Friday night was my first time playing at a tournament here in town. And I went all the way through till the game before the like you're in the money, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if I if I won one more game, I would have been playing for first, second, third, or fourth. And the way I lost that game, now, first of all, the guy I was throwing against super good. He was throwing over a nine. And I on a good day average a six. Okay. <laughs> like I'm happy when I'm throwing a consistent like six, six point five. That, that's good for me. So, like, I already knew he was going to outplay me. I just, but my partner was outplaying right. his partner. So I just so it was needed a race. It was a race. Like, I was just like, I need to hold this guy off so that my partner can get points. And it was working. We got to 20 points and they had like, I think, 17 or something. All I needed to do was slide the bag in the hole to get the bags back to my partner. I wouldn't have closed it out. And my bag, I had three bags behind the hole. And then my fourth bag Backwards. goes. And then like hits the hole and just sits. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and they won. Well, it covered the hole? It like just kind of like caught the hole and then just like stuck to the left. Like instead like of going Velcro, like dripping just in. Stuck it just on like, there. Oh, yeah, man. it just like stuck to the side. And I was like, oh my God. And so we lost. But did, I made it really podium? far. No, because you had uh, to, I had to win at least one more. Yeah, I call that the canine seat. So there's the king seat where you win and you have to be double dipped. And okay. then I get to the canine seat where I lose that match, and then I go to loser bracket and lose my next match, and I finish one out of the money. 
So the canine <laughs> yeah. seat is one out of the money. Or okay, like then I, I was I was in the canine seat, and I was yeah. so upset. But at the same time, I hadn't played in like two weeks, so I was just happy that I played well, and I did average like over a six on the night. And so for me, that's really good. Like if I don't have any games where I go five and below, like typically I'll do like a six or 6.5 and then I'll do like a 4.5 game. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't have any of those. Of not playing. Um, I found out watching your show that I guess it's going down with Brandon and I own and Trey and myself. I guess we're going to do that little oh, exhibition yeah. match. So apparently that's happening. Yeah. So I haven't been playing in a while. I played uh -oh. in the regional. I went to, I think, two and two. And one of the games I threw a five PPR. And it was Ooh. definitely a five PPR. It That's was ugly. Status. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> and then the next game I threw a 9.2. So it's like. Wow, that's a floor on, to dude. ceiling. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I only get one game to show one of those two versions of myself. <laughs> I'm hoping I can <laughs> find somewhere in the getting? middle. Yeah. So yeah, I think we determined that Jake will throw against Anthony and I'll throw against Trey. So hopefully yeah. you have Trey to isn't Trey. slinging. I now, know here's he's the busy. Thing. I would say, Wally, if you lose to Trey, who never plays, that's well, really bad. And that's was, not like a knock against Trey. I'm just saying he never plays. Even you beat Trey. I did beat Trey. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know no. exactly my point <laughs> yeah but no that's kind of like you know it's weird because i called this out i said hey we got to make this happen we got to get this going you know have somebody commentate it on the canine page we'll we'll make it happen be fun for the viewers be fun for us yeah and it was just one of these things they were like oh, okay we'll see about it and then the, i guess it started getting some steam and then trey's starting to get the competitive bug again because he even talked some trash he messaged me a while back and he's like I shot a deck around. I threw a 9.0 PPR. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, dude, I'm going the opposite way. I threw a deck around. I threw like a 4.9. <laughs> I was like, I'm not <laughs> well, throwing. Those two show up. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we're going to be throwing BG Vikings too. So that's a heavy carpet bag. And, and Jake says, the stickier, the better. And I'm like, ugh. That's my kind of play. That's what I love. Yeah. I, I don't mind it, but I don't know if I can do it competitively. But luckily, it is against Trey, who has some catching up to do. But I don't know. I am nervous. I'm not going to lie. But he did I'm say bragging. if it was like a best out of whatever, then he would guarantee they would not win. Like, so he said, he, I think he, he feels he wants good a one for, and done. Yeah. He, he feels good for one game and one game only. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think with the way the schedule is shaping out, it's uh can only be a one and done time frame True. anyway i mean we got a lot of stuff so i'm kind of bragging about that is that the the phone calls and the meetings that we had i got on a, another call yesterday with fred and trey and we are getting ready to put on a espn production on a acl budget so, i'm so excited for yeah. the draft you talk about the draft <laughs> yeah so trey and myself um i don't know if you hung around us whenever we were brainstorming and doing technology things but it's not good. We cannot just simplify anything because <laughs> we're sitting here thinking, I'm like, we're sitting there talking yesterday in the call and Trey and I are both kind of looking at the ceiling. Fred's watching us both. And we're like, I think if we do this transition for this scene and we could do this on this computer, we can bring it onto the main broadcast. And, and like, we're just overcomplicating everything. <laughs> but I think it's going to be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to doing something special that stands out in everybody's mind and once the uh, budget increases and the technology yeah. you know, kind of catches up to our ideas, I think it's going to be really, really cool going forward. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for what Trey and I are kind of cooking up for this broadcast. Well, so you guys are talking about that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm on a group 
chat with Jeff and Bernie about what we're going to wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually, so yeah, we're behind the scenes trying to figure out, okay, how do we get Mish, Bernie, or Jeff a headset so they could hear us, so we could produce this thing, so that way we're all on the same page, and then we go to Anthony at some point. And yeah. Anthony, you know, we got to get the communication because we don't have the we don't have right. those in ear things, right? That's like that's comes with the production team. That's what who owns those. Yeah, so we're we're looking into getting some, and we're hopefully it'll be here in time. But you know, we got Anthony over here on one side, you guys over here on one side, and then us doing our thing. Like Stacy, we can kind of just be like, "Hey, go," you know, yeah. reveal the pick, yeah. you know. And then Josh Keck, he'll be uh, taking in the picks, and it won't be that hard for him to uh, do his job either. But we need to coordinate all these groups to make it work in our little production table. So it's it's going to be chaotic at times, not to mention I'm pretty sure I'll forget to eat at some point. Because um, <laughs> it's going to be about six hours, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, well, so. We can't eat. We're on the, the screen. <laughs> well, you got, I mean, you guys got people to cover you. So Trey and I will take shifts. But I think, uh, I think for the most part, I know myself, I'm going to stay at that computer table and do it. But yeah, I don't know. That's Speaking just so funny. Speaking of food. Are you hungry? Yes. Well, not really, but I was just thinking about last night. I had uh, some spaghetti. Uh, the girl That's gave me some spaghetti. About? spaghetti. Well, I'm bragging on my mom's spaghetti, not the spaghetti I had last night. Okay. It wasn't terrible, right? It, I mean, it was good. It was good. But, like, nothing compares to my mom's spaghetti. Well, so it's, was, it was the sauce homemade. No, she doesn't yeah, make well, homemade then, sauce. Yeah, my mom, my mom doesn't. What? No, my mom does not use homemade sauce. She uses the Prego. But the way you're that bragging about it, Prego dude, I'm spaghetti. Telling you, I'm telling you, the way my mom cooks the spaghetti, there's that's something not a thing. different. That's it's not so a good. thing. It's so that, good. that is different. That's all I'm in telling your head. you. I, I've tried to do it. I've tried to have people do it. I've even had my mom teach my ex-wife, my ex-girlfriends how to cook teach? it. Teach? I mean, yeah. boil noodles and throw a jar it's of sauce on it? It's not the same. I'm telling you. That's why I'm bragging <laughs> on my mom's spaghetti. It's amazing. <laughs> If my child grows up and brags about something I made that come from a jar and a box, I will be so disappointed. I mean, she put, she puts in the work. She cooks it. There's a special like Panamanian way of cooking it. Like, I don't know. She's got some, you know, Himalayan secrets. I don't know. She, she does, she does good work. So I'm bragging uh, on my mom's spaghetti. Get, we need to get your mom on the show and she needs to say it in front of all of us that oh literally gosh. she boils salted water puts noodles in it and no. then throws a jar of sauce on top. She does something special. I don't even know what it is. But yeah, <laughs> well, I'll tell you crazy. what, my mom, my mom would be a good interview. That's a, that's an interview we got to get. All right, we're doing it then. Just bu book it. <laughs> All right, what else that's crazy. Um, well, when I make spaghetti, I do use a jar, but I will buy like the fanciest jar I can find at the store. I don't think I've ever bought Prego in my entire life because that just seems like the lowest quality. It's not, it's not Prego. It might not be Prego. What's the other one? Ragu? It might be Ragu. That's even, I mean, that's not better. <laughs> she does something. Either way, it's not Prego. But she does something. I'm telling you with the noodles and then, and then she cooks the uh, sauce with the noodles. It's, okay. it's amazing. All right. Well, uh, I'd love to see a poll on that, on who's on Wally's side with this <laughs> and who's on mine. Um, but they we are out of time. my mom's spaghetti. <clears throat> yeah, I I'm just saying. But we got to run to a we got to run to a commercial, Wally. We uh we got to get to the next segment there. Uh, we're going to be talking to Nico next, so uh, we will see you guys there on the flip side.
Welcome back, everyone. We have our guest here with us today. That's Nico Morales. This is his second year as an ACL pro. He's coming to us from Illinois, and he is one of the co-captains of the Chicagoland Spinners. I like the wall behind you, Nico. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, we actually just finished it. Uh, we had most of it up before today, but I had to get my jersey on the wall. So, Yeah, it looks awesome. Well, thanks for coming to the show. We're excited to learn more about you and, and what's going on in this next season coming up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. What up, brother? What's up, Wally? Um, I don't know. If, yes, I don't know if you guys can see his shirt, but he's biased. Very. <laughs> that was actually the points. start. That was actually the start of Nico bursting on the scene last year when he got that yeah. T-shirt. I, I would say so. Yeah. See him. Oh, so this is a Thanks. lucky T-shirt. Uh, I yeah, I've done pretty well wearing this T-shirt. So okay, he got a few <laughs> number ones raised. Was, he didn't say it was his lucky T-shirt. Still though, he couldn't get the sentence out. You actually well, just have to have it in your possession, and then yeah. after that, the, the it, cornhole gods start working their magic. It, it, it is with me at like the hotels late night. You'll see me wearing it. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Hey, whatever works. Um, all right. Well, welcome to the next season. Um, lots of changes, especially in this new teams format. So I would love to just know what are your overall feelings of teams this season versus last season? Yeah. So uh, last year, we really didn't know what was going on, uh, you know, payout wise or structure, what worked, what didn't work. Um, this year, I love having the regional based, at least to start out your team. Um, but yeah, playing with Mark and Phil, that's going to be awesome. You know, they're an hour from me, so play with them all the time. We're friends. So this is going to be actually really exciting for me. Yeah. It's pretty, how, pretty how good did you find out there. you were on that team? What was the process whenever they revealed who you're going to be on the squad with? Uh, I, th I think Trey messaged us and just asked if we'd be interested and I'd be pretty silly to say no to that. So, you know, I wasn't going to go to Myrtle beach until that though. So. Uh, that's why they needed one more player to show up and they suckered you into as what it was. <laughs> had to be. That had to be it. Well, like, you know, being with, with the teammates that you have, I mean, they're they're a pretty good doubles team, you know. People may have heard of them. Um, do you have people that you have your eye on? I'm assuming they're going to play together. Um, do you have your eyes on anyone to be your partner for the team's event? You know, uh, behind closed doors, uh, Mark has kind of mentioned a couple names. Uh I do like everything he's got. You know, he's very smart. Um, he knows a lot about this game. So, you know, I'm just going to trust whatever he wants to do and pair me up with whatever. This past weekend, I threw carpet with Jay Rubin. Not something I've done before. We won. Yeah. It went well. So, okay. <laughs> Guess know. that works. Yeah, it's it's just, it's different. Uh, I'm excited, though. Yeah, so you're pretty diverse. I think you'll be fine no matter what you throw. Um, you had a pretty good run, I believe it was East Berlin with uh, Windsor and the Sorcerers. So you can yes, you can pretty uh, much throw different speeds. Was, I've seen you throw them all. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a different kind of like a hybrid bag. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was good. You know, it's a little bit slower, but it worked. You know, airmail anything. So yeah. So when the initial That's teams true. came out, um, people saw the Chicago Chicago Land Spinners, and they're like, "That's just not fair." Yeah. Because yeah. you were ranked what 120 or something like that. I think it was 102. I think that's tied at 102. Yes, yeah, so you were 102. So you're pretty low as far as the rankings go. But I just went through my list and ranked all top 200 players. I got you at 28. And wow. I got, yeah, I got you up there, buddy. I think you're going to be, be uh, you and Jeremy Frazier are my two breakout players this year. And I, I like have that. I like Mark that. Richards at one. And I think I have Philip like teetering right around, uh, if not top 10, 10 to 20. 
So yeah, it's not fair on paper. You guys are already killing yeah, the top three. I, yeah, same thing with like Carolina coasters. I think they're about the same. Yes. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had some bad luck last year. It uh, it ultimately showed in my single standings, and you know, I know I'm better than that. So it is what it is. Do you consider yourself more of a singles player or a doubles player? Um, you know, last year I would have been more of a doubles player. Um, this year I think I'm going to be more of a singles player. What's changed, or have you done something different to to come to that conclusion? Um, you know, I just throw a different style when I play singles, and I mm-hmm. play for my partner in doubles. So I think I just want to be able to play for myself more this year, show more of what I have to offer. So transferring from a beta to an alpha. I like that. Okay. Sounds there good. you go. You'll be an alpha player. Well, I, I mean, mean, that's yeah. gonna happen whenever. Uh, you and Joe you know, separate right, ways, right. and you guys yeah, last, absolutely last hate year, each other right. now, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I don't know if you got a chance to catch the Badgerland bag brawl when I was commentating. It was Nico and Joe. I believe it was the finals, right? Yeah. Overall finals, and I was just on, you know, fumes at that point. So I had to create my own content, and I was like, these guys were partners last year. They loved each other. Now they hate each other this year. And you just started was, a whole rumor mill. Yeah, oh, yeah, he tried. Deep. I messaged him after. I'm like, man, that's good stuff. I like that. <laughs> deep down, man, you guys are great no, friends. I, yeah, but you know, last year, obviously, Joe, you know, he was more of the alpha on the team. You know, I was mm-hmm. kind of like the the shadow. But you know, it is what it is. You know, we both throw good, and you know, I wish him nothing but the best. But you know, yeah, second place it? finishes, right? <laughs> to your first. <laughs> well, I, beat twi- I beat him twice this year. So there you go. well, there you go. It's interesting that you brought up the uh, like playing for yourself versus playing for your doubles partner. And it kind of introduces the topic of pressure. You know, like some people when they play with doubles play worse because the pressure of making sure they're there for their partner can be overwhelming. So can you talk a little bit about how you're impacted by pressure or where you feel the most pressure? Um, You know, I, th- I think when I, uh, I, I like to shoot airmail. So I feel like every, every time there's an opportunity, I feel like I got to make every, every bag but uh you know in doubles playing with tom it's going to be a little bit different because we're actually friends on the outside of cornhole too so it'll be a little bit different playing with him more just less pressure on me i guess you know mm-hmm. we just throw it back to each other joe he literally just shoot it every time i'm like all right well i guess i'll just shoot it every time but there wasn't a lot of you know communication back and forth but tom tom and joe are a and z i mean wow one, one's a hype man one's quiet so it's, yeah it's gonna be fun this year I, I'm, I'm excited not a lot of pressure um last year you know i think i put a lot of pressure on myself to start the year uh and obviously i ended 102 in singles so i'm not gonna do that and i'm just gonna keep on doing what i'm doing i feel like it's an easier said than done thing but i'm excited to see it happen but it's hard not to put pressure on yourself i think just as humans because we always want to well, do well I- yeah, I didn't know Wally ranked me 28. That That's a little bit different. but Oh, God. Here we go. Pressure. <laughs> pressure. Now you feel the pressure? <laughs> pressure. I, I did not now feel Wally. any until he said that, but it is what it is. No, you're good. Oh. Man. I mean, here's the thing. and You spoke about it, but the airmail that I saw in Badgerland was pretty much the first time where I was like, that's no fear. You know, you were not afraid to shoot it. And I can kind of see the transition after talking to you now that you you do kind of have a more aggressive approach towards singles. Oh, yeah. You know, last year you were on the broadcast court, I think a couple of times, um, but I never really saw the killer mentality. So I saw something different in Wisconsin and, you know, it's not going to go overlooked. I'm going to put you up there 
And I, Anthony I Anthony that. caught it early with Joe. You know, he was yeah. on the Joe Neistat bandwagon. He was all on season, the Joe Neistat train. Wow. <laughs> I am coming right here. December yeah, the only 20th. thing that helped the only that helped me out with that is you know he mentioned my name a couple times, so it worked out to my advantage a little bit. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, now who's your favorite person that you've met in cornhole? You can't say me or Mish. Uh, who's your oh, favorite wow. person? I'm sure, that you I'm met sure in we cornhole? were the top of his list. I mean, I'm just wondering. that. That's that's put me on the spot like that favorite mm -hmm. person i've met uh player or just person just Is person it? yeah man i think uh i think i really uh man <laughs> i was coming with the heavy hitters i'll, I'll give you mine real quick so okay yeah there you go yeah let's do that. yeah stephanie morales is mine Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that did not. That's that did not it up right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, I'm wearing your shirt. You're saying my wife's what, name. I like that. Nico, <laughs> what if, what if you said your answer and then he said your wife, like that would have looked so bad. Exactly. That's what I was setting him up for. He's smart. <laughs> so he has I mean, Yeah. I mean, other than my wife, I mean, she's great. Okay, she great. records everything. She travels with me. She supports probably top 10 supporter out of anyone in the league. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't really have any enemies. It's, I like everyone. I'm, yeah. It's just, you know, my group, I like, you know, my Chicago area, you know, your Bernasette, Windsor, Ruben, Mark, Phil, David Morse, you know, Speaking I like of all, which, what do you think about like these cliques that are forming? Like there's, it's like high school a little bit, right? Oh yeah. You can definitely tell you see like the, you know, the, I wouldn't say the younger, but like the 18 to 22 year olds in the corner. You know, you got the under 18 hanging out, sleeping all day, still throwing bad. So, you know, yeah, then you got the seniors in their lawn chairs off the corner. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You got the smokers Ooh. outside. You know, you, yep. got, you got it all. Yep. You got it all. Yeah, I call yeah. that cigarette cigarette alley that you got to walk through to oh, get in gosh. the front door. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No one reason I kind of hedged that question a little bit is because I want to segue into how we met each other. Um, you met me right at the beginning of the ACL career. And we had kind of a heart to heart where it was beyond cornhole. You know, you were one of these people that oh, a year ago, we probably never would have even talked to each other, but I believe it was in Kentucky. We formed a good bond over all the off the court type of stuff. And Stephanie was there. They got a little bit deep, but that's the thing about the cornhole community is that you don't realize who people are or what they even do until you yeah. take that five or 10 minutes in yeah. the cornhole world. And you end up okay. building a, a deeper family yeah. within it. Yeah. So kind of definitely, I'm definitely want to take the five or 10 minutes for sure. So yeah. yeah. Kind of talk a little bit about who you've developed friendships with off the courts through the cornhole world. You say that you and Tom are friends outside of cornhole. Yeah. Uh, you know, me and Tom, obviously we're partners this year. We live about 40 minutes from each other. We get to practice once a week, you know, three to four hours. Um, we hang out, you know, go to dinners or hang out at his house or whatnot. Uh, Mark Richards is another one, you know, obviously number one player in the world, a little bit different, yeah, it's, I guess. It's good guy to have yeah. in the corner. But, you know, talking to him, you know, he's still a human, still a person, you know, he yeah. supports me just like I support him. Um, you know, Phil, same thing, you know, he's like the quiet assassin, but you know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a sensitive side to him too. You know, I'm hoping people see that one day. Um, yeah. Jay Rubin, probably my biggest supporter. Um, we uh resemble each other and looks some people say so <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I told him i would accept his uh award you know just stunt double but uh there you go you know 
it's it's good. You know, I like it. You you earn some some friends over time, and it's it's different. It makes the game a little bit a little bit different. Yeah, she, she's you... always there. Sorry, Mish. She's there, always supporting you. So, like, what uh, what type of commitment did she show you to get into the cornhole? Where, like, she'll be there for you at all these tournaments and stuff like that. How is it juggling the marriage and all that type of stuff with and the, the, the marriage, the cornhole marriage, and then the yeah. actual marriage? Yeah, you know, at first, I I think I, yeah, I think at first it was it was a little different. You know, she's like, "Oh my god, these guys are so good! Like, can you do this?" Why are we doing this? Then it was, hey, I got good. Travel in the world. She loves to travel. I never even been on a plane until I met her. So traveling. Yeah. So traveling the world. She loves seeing new places. You know, obviously she's my wife, so she's going to support me either way, hopefully. But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm definitely lucky with what I have because not a lot of players have, uh, have that support I have. That's true. Yeah. It's that's huge. And I was going to ask kind of a piggyback off what, what you're saying is how much do you think it's going to impact your performance being so close with your doubles partner? Like not just, I mean, getting together and practicing is great. Not everybody gets to do that with their doubles partner and you're having dinner and hanging out. Um, how do you think that's going to help out for your performance? I mean, I think it's going to be a, a lot different. You know, last year, I think me and Joe, we finished 19th or something in doubles. You know, we had the just know each other, let's build some chemistry this you know last year me and tom practiced all last year while i was with joe so we have that plus whatever we have moving forward so you know i'm excited i know tom's excited um he's shooting really well i'm shooting really well so we just got to put it together yeah I would agree what's one that. part of your game that you want to improve on this season you, you mentioned your airmails locked in um but what's honestly, something you need to improve on and singles my arm on the inside of the board Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I got I kind of got like a tilted uh, tilted bag, like a right to left bag. So on the outside, it works. You know, I can avoid bags and do step out shots. But on the inside, it's almost like I'm bowling a little. Could bit. you step out, or would that not be the same? Mm, no, if, no. I talking about like my arm on the inside. Yeah, when you're on the inside. To... Yeah, no. I think I want to hug the hug the board as much as I can, just to kind of stay center. Are you right foot board? I'm I step and I step with my left. Step with your left. So it, yeah, but definitely the inside. Uh, you know, work on that. But I don't I don't I don't hit as many uh, air miles on the inside. Just everyone knows. Yeah, I'm not the person to talk to on that. Anthony's the one who's always trying to change my throw. And I actually started I, watching. I think yeah. Ricky Jernigan's one guy. I started watching. I'm like, hey, he does what I think I should do, which is. <laughs> Whenever my arm is on one side of the board, I put my right foot forward, and on the other side of the board, I put my left foot forward. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I I messed really? around with it, and it wow. kind of helped me out a little bit. But I'm like, no, nah, this is not what you're supposed to do. Huh. But so I never I, I never did I, it. But yeah, I have not changed one thing about my game in three years. Was there stepping, shooting airmails? I mean, I'm just trying to get better at what I know. I think that's smart because I think when we see what we call like that, like sophomore slump or, you know, when people are really good and then it tapers off. I do think there's a lot of tweaking that's happening kind of that, you know, as humans, especially I, very competitive, we get obsessive about it, right? Like, Oh, I could maybe perfect this if I change something. Yeah. I mean, people are adding shots and now stepping or not stepping anymore. It's, it kind of blows my mind. I'm like, you, you train yourself to do this over and, and over and, and one, right? Like did well. <laughs> yeah, I, like Ryan Smith, I asked him, like, why are you stepping now? He's like, because you can always get better. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's not a, 
a bad answer. It's just you were really good not stepping. Yeah. Well, Matt, so. I, Matt Guy changed his throw twice last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, he looked weird not stepping though. Well, yeah. J- didn't this happen to Jamie Graham in uh, 2020? Wait, what year was it when he started changing things? Didn't go as well. I don't even know what year we're in now. Oh, um, I know what you're saying. He started rolling. And, he just started yeah. changing up stuff, and then and then he went back, you know, because it was like I was tweaking too much throughout the season. And I think if, I, if, if it were me, and I'm obviously not a pro, but I would, like, decide at the beginning of the season, like, this is what we're doing. And, like, we got to ride it out. Like, it's changing mid-season. I don't think that's the time. Yep, yep. Take notes for next season. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that seems kind of crazy and risky. Because you can perfect. I mean, I've seen people at league nights with horrible-looking throws, but it goes in. Yeah, that's yeah, that, kind of how I started this game is I was following a guy who had an absolutely terrible throw, kind of finished like a ballerina, fingers in the air, and <laughs> oh, bad no. end over end, and he was throwing nonstop nine and a half tens, just 12 after 12, and I was like <laughs> – it's like, what are you doing? Because there's no blocking him because his bag would yeah. land and cut back to the right, or he'd have a good airmail. And we're like, like, how can I get better watching this guy? Yeah, there, no, there's, I, that, I can't. There's, there's definitely no right or wrong way. Uh, there really is. You see, you, you see all these weird shots and stances, and yeah. I mean, it's it's good. I like. Well, it. How much of it do you think is like? Okay, so we talk about flat spitting bag, right? So let's say that your bag isn't flat or spitting, but it's going in most of the time. But then everyone's talking about it. How much do you think that starts to kind of wear on your confidence in yourself, and maybe you make tweaks just because of that? Um, I guess that something across the years that I've probably gotten better at is more of a flatter bag, I guess. But um, you know, it's I think it's easier to play someone that doesn't have a flat bag. You can kind of you place your blocks a little bit different. I mean, um, it's it's just different. I mean, unless you're Matt Guy just airmailing everything, but you know, you you know, you you, you play this game there I played this game different now than when I first started so it's it's just you kind of learn as you go what about in the the round limited format do you change anything about your game so last year my first shootout I think was Texas I played super safe didn't know what I was doing I didn't even know yeah. it was the 10th round or 12th round when it happened and I won on some luck I would say it's luck but uh you know I played safe and I didn't do my normal game. So then we went to uh, what Arizona, I think there was in a shootout last year. I was shooting fired. I think I played Kyle Malone first, airmail, airmail, airmail. He's like, why are you so aggressive? I'm like, because <laughs> being not aggressive didn't work out for me. So you know, yeah. I almost made, almost made TV, I think twice at shootouts and singles by being aggressive. So I'm just going to be aggressive, play my normal game. And that's game. your normal game, would you say? Or was it more aggressive? It was just your normal that, right. So my being aggressive is my normal game. Okay. Got it. So, so you don't change anything for your shootout play at this point. I am not. No, I'm going to okay. act like it's not round limited. And if I'm down after 12 rounds, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a mentally tough player? I do. You know, I think when I first started, I had to get over that hurdle for sure. Um, but this game, I mean, you got to let stuff go and you can only go one bag at a time, you know, you can hang your head as much as you want, but you know, your mental is a lot in this game for sure. Yeah. There's three different matches in particular. That I think about that come to head. One was whenever you played Drew Wecking in East Moline and Drew was kind of a no name. You know, I've, I've known him for a while, but I've never seen him shoot that good. He shot phenomenal against you and you just kind of were like, <laughs> nothing yeah, to do. 
And then you yeah, played like, against Adam Hisner in the Badgerland, and Adam likes to talk a little bit and chirp, and you're mm-hmm. just kind of just <laughs> had a good time laughing about it. And then Joe Nista yeah. in the finals. So I, I think you handled that so same. well. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that, Wally, because I remember like you handled that really well. That's tough. Yeah, that was uh, definitely the first time I played against him. So that was uh, that was new to me. Uh, I had earbuds in, so I didn't really hear what he was saying. But I seen the crowd was laughing, so I had to yeah. had to take my earbuds out. I had to see what was going on. And I was like, wow, he is being really aggressive. This is different. But you know, I think ultimately I think he got caught up in just figuring out what he was gonna say next versus making the next bag. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I think he was more concerned with that than he wasn't focused. And it worked. He lost focus, right? It worked, right. yeah, it worked to your advantage for sure. <laughs> well, Nico, you're definitely one of my favorite people that I've met in the cornhole world, man. I appreciate I you appreciate and your it. wife. Uh taking me under last year and I'm looking forward to seeing you this season, man. Don't worry about the pressure of living up to number 28, man. Just do your best. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks so much, Nico. Thanks. Thanks for having me guys. Yep. Bye. All right. We're back and we have our clip segment of the show. So Wally has so thoughtfully put some time into looking at who be bagging. To be back in. Yeah, it's uh, a lot better whenever you can watch it on a computer at two times speed. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, it helped me out compared to the first open. Oh, it does and help not a only lot. That, but I wasn't there for uh, women's seniors or the blind draw. So apologize to everybody who threw on Friday in Kentucky. Mm. I was on some R&R. Oh, so that is necessary. We do need you yep. to do that every once in a while, Wally. All right, let's get into it. We're looking at number five. All right, we got Mac Guy throwing air rails. You yeah. know, that's yeah, kind of a sped thing. up a little bit because this is what he does. I wanted to show you guys all three of them, but uh, Matt yeah. Guy, he got one. We talk about his air. He mail. got two. He's fired up. This one's nasty though. That, well, that's was, not an air mail. That's it was that's underneath. A, that's the rodeo. That's the rodeo. That's the Damon rodeo. Dennis rodeo. <laughs> that's where you land on top of the bag, ride it closer to the hole, but. We were talking about Matt Guy's airmail and um, when the right time is to shoot it. So at the beginning of that clip against Matthew Creek Killer, that bag was off to the side a little bit. And then he has a situation forming where Creek Killer's not going to push that. So this is the block situation I want to see out of Matt Guy this year. Block yeah. the bags, eliminate your opponent from being able to score or wash out that round. And then the aggressiveness kicks in, accuracy, boom. Big round takes that. Uh, I believe this was for the king seat match or to get to the king seat. So it took that one down against Creek Killer. But yeah, this is the version of Matt Guy I want to see. Shoot the airmails at the right time and use that accuracy. Yep. There's the rodeo. Rodeo. I mean, I don't even know how you think you can get that bag. Like, who do you who do you think you are? I don't know if he was trying to go for it or not, but it looks good. It looked clean. <laughs> well, but I, I maybe he wasn't in that moment, but people have. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's two it. people you think about when you think of airmails, though. Jimmy McGuffin yeah. and Matt Guy. Yeah. yeah number four is trying to get on the list. <laughs> number four is trying to get on the list? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Without even looking. I know this was this was just down in packs. This was just before we went live. This was the very beginning of the live feed. I'm like, oh, perfect clip right off the bat. It's going to shorten my time. But then you see him. He hits that airmail, the part that gets everybody right after he hits. He just stares right over at me at the table. Clip that. Let's see the creepy <laughs> eye contact. There it is. Boom. Yeah. Well, I wish I could zoom. <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right. So, Jordan, you want to be considered for one of the best airmails in the game. I want to see you do that during a game, all right? Who would do that during a game? You can't Jordan cover Power your eyes. Will. Jordan Power will if I tell them to, especially if I'm on the sideline and be like, hey, it's a good time to break out that no-look airmail. Right. What does he get if he hits it? A highlight. He'll get the number one. <laughs> He'll be number one instead of he number He got four. a highlight on a down and back. It's you already gave four. him the prize. Oh, it's number four. Okay. You become number one on the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Is that the prize? Exactly. Right, there you go, Jordan. You heard it here. Wally said, if you hit a no-looking airmail, it'll okay. be number one on the highlight clip. I don't know if it's a big enough prize, but there you go. Yeah, not worth the risk. I think you should demand more than that. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'm in charge right, here. Let's so look at number I, three. We're kind of sensing a little theme here with these highlights. If you guys haven't noticed, there were way too many clips. I think I totaled 24 clips in just the two days of coverage from open number uh, two. So we kind of put a little montage together for a lot of these players. Again, this isn't even a Matt Guy clip, but it was so good I had to include Matt Guy in there. He's already got one off the board at this point. Here we go. So he's trying to get back into the round. Not much of room. Backside. But the reason I took this clip is Philip Lopez Jr. This is number three for a reason. A level three blocker, three bag push for three points, sitting at number three. Let's take a look. Whoa, whoa. Ready for it? Are you ready? This would kind of be cool in slow-mo. Do you have that capability? Do you have fancy I do. equipment? I do. I'll have to I'll have to slow it down instead of speeding it up. Boom. Oh God. Okay. Look at that guy. Even the the finger point. <laughs> Forgot to even put in the score. They're both just walking away. Yeah, okay, you're right. No around. one put in the score. <laughs> but I mean, that's a that's a difficult push. The accuracy that you have to hit because that bag, I believe, is sitting at the corner, pointing towards the front of the board. He has to hit it perfectly, right on that little corner. Push it in. And yeah, push he it did. He hit that because it 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 was like a V block situation in terms of mm -hmm. the shape of the bag. So he had to hit the corner. And the the reason why the V block is so effective is because when you typically hit that, it spins your bag off to the right or the left. So the fact that it stayed with it and then took another bag, took a buddy, took a buddy all the way with him, pretty pretty yeah, freaking that amazing. Slick side of the sniper is pretty fast. So if he misses that off to the left just a little bit. It kicks off the board, misses it off to the right. He doesn't collect either one of those, but very accurate shot. And Philip Lopez, I, I was talking earlier, he's on my list, and I, I feel like I just need to keep moving him up higher and higher. I believe you have him in your top 10, don't you? I'm the only one that put him in my top 10. Yeah, he's the only one. He's too good to not be in the top 10. And uh, even he as finished 11. he finished 11 in his rookie season, and he's quite he quietly finished 11. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just needs to make some noise. You know, get, <laughs> well, also, do, he's do under something. the shadow of Mark Richards. That's his, his doubles partner's number one play in the world. So. <laughs> I don't think he is. I think they're, I think they're equals. Wow, I mean, big claim. Rank, ranking, I mean, you, you talk about the best team out there right now, Matt Guy and Jamie Graham. I, I'm putting Philip Lopez Jr. and Mark Richards up there. Oh, I think they're, I, they're the two well. highest skill-leveled pairing Yes, but you know, people, people really were really like you know the beginning of the season. Even people were wondering if Mark Richards wanted to pair up with Philip Lopez, and they are throwing away throwing around terms like "oh, he should go play with you know an Alex mm -hmm. Rawls or, or someone." I was shocked. Yeah, I was like, "Why?" And you know, Jay Rubin and Jordan Power throwing something at the monitor right now or TV wherever they're watching. <laughs> are you saying they're the best team we want? We beat them. We beat yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. 
but I mean, they were very consistent and it, yeah, the off season rumors about them not pairing up. I was, I, I was shocked. I was like, I don't see how they could separate. Philip Lopez no does not get the credit he deserves, but Facts. I put you on my top 10. I see not it. thinking I see about you. it. If I didn't already. Okay. All right. Number two. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. We got Another Noah montage. A this Noah is Wooten why, montage. This Woo! is why Noah Wooten is in my top 10. Bar soap. Bar soap twice. Bar soap. Got it for the win right there. Airmails, drags, pushes, rolls. Noah Wooten is the best sticky side pusher in the game. I'm talking with heavy carpet. This right here was for nine points against Mark Richards. Shot that backside airmail. Left that bag in front of the hole. And then throws this one just a little bit shorter for the collect. Nine Great. points. There's some, there's some no, I'm trying to find the beginning of this no love clip. Yeah, I, I apologize, but I mean, I, from what I saw these first few opens and Noah Wooten, and the more and more he that, it, that roll grab, the speed on it, like how it just bloop, I just insane, insane. Then we've got a, a collect here, and was that bar soap one? Hold on, it's that kind of happened a, fast. Yeah, it's pretty much, pretty that much a bar fast. soap with a push. Yeah, there but it is. Yeah, that one thing you notice about that there is he turned it over and went slick side. He Same did. thing here. It's not afraid to turn over and go slick side. He uses both sides of the bags very, very well. And we've already seen him through five opens throw many different kinds of bags. Uh, yeah, so, he, th I mean, this one, this this bar soap, you know, I wanted to hold on. I want to go back really this, quick. Th yeah, that shot right there against Mark Richards, that's a shot I'm not even thinking of. Ryan I know. I, I wanted to me. see Mark Richards' face. No reaction. Yeah, he doesn't change I much. How <laughs> in the booth, Ryan Windsor and myself were just looking at each other like, man, he's he's built different. <laughs> he's built different. I wouldn't be surprised if Noah Wooten wins the world championships this year in singles. He's I got, also he's got all the skills. Put him in my top ten. I'm trying to remember. I know someone else did too. I'm trying to remember the Noah Wooten top ten situation. But um I was yeah, I, Mark Richards, no reaction. Oh, and he that's one there. obvious. Yeah, but on his back, on his mm -hmm. back, yeah. But he didn't respond to what the freaking Noah Wooten just did to him. No, that was <laughs> that was a clinic. And then you can see them changing outfits, but so that means that Noah did it over a span. My yeah, favorite part of this clip is Cameron. Like, nope, I'm not going in there yet. Yeah, no, I saw that. She's like, uh -uh. <laughs> like, I don't think I'll stay back. <laughs> All right, drum roll, number one clip. I don't have drum rolls uploaded yet. Wait, oh, yeah. Alec has the rim shot. Remember, you said you didn't want that one. It's fine. It's fine, Wally. Just don't do it's your fine. job. It's cool. <laughs> Chimes? <laughs> okay. Caden Allen, three bags in front of the hole. No Wooten, one off to the right. This is for your singles championship in Kentucky. Perfect block right in front. Caden Allen goes up, grabs all but one, which is hanging over the hole. Does Noah hit that Bloop. one in at the end? Do you remember? No, Caden put it in right there. He got all four bags in one shot. Oh, did it fall? Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Man, it but happened that, so that, fast. That is why Caden Allen is three for three in opens, winning his bracket every single time. Yes. I believe he lost to, I think, Alex Rawls. Yes. And then he lost to... Was it Mark Richard? I can't remember who he lost. I mean, to. he's losing. He's losing to the best of the best. Berkeley, yeah. he, and way, he's not losing is, to anybody else. Yeah, there is 848 players, and I think he lost his first or second game in the single elimination portion. But he has won every single bracket he's played in in these opens, and 
The kid's a beast. I mean, this shot. And that bag's hitting, sitting up kind of high. And he just grabs it. And Noah's bag is sitting off to the right. It is on stick side, which is nice. So hopefully, you know, easier not to take it in. But and then yeah, wait like, the only thing it, that'd be better is if that bag it. falls on its own. And slow motion drip. <laughs> it happened, yeah, right at the end of that clip. It's hard to grab it. But um Caden Allen definitely impressive. Uh won't be the last time we see him on a highlight reel, that's for sure. Yeah, so all these players that we saw here in the highlights, I expect big things out of all of them. I try I tried to get some um, you know, Garrett's and Jeremiah's in there like we had last time. And what was the young kid? Aiden, Aiden Claxton. Mm-hmm. So I tried cute. to get some of those in there, but like I said, 24 clips of you know the elites doing their thing i i had to just kind of put a little montage together and show you guys a taste of what we had and keep in mind this is my first open back yeah they they came out swinging yeah (laughs) and and we're not even we're not even to the coin slot we're not even to the starfish you know we got a lot to go well the starfish happened right that was my bad (laughs) (laughs) by by tony smith Oh God, Not Devin Arbaugh. <laughs> My bad, you guys. I knew, I knew the shots. I just mixed up who did them. Um, the starfish, the coin slot. Did we have one other new invented? But I feel like we had one other invented shot this uh, season. I believe they're they're not invented, but I believe there's a penguin coming uh, next week. Yeah, I think um, there's a penguin. All right, we well, have to stay tuned for that. Uh, that's all we have time for. Thanks everyone for joining us, and we will see you all next time.